0: Welcome to Valley Community Church. Our Sunday sermons are available online to help you grow in your Christian faith. Our messages are practical and applicable truths from the Bible for today's life challenges. And now, Senior Pastor David Schmaltz. Now just quickly to give you a a contextual understanding of this verse, and then we're going to break it down and apply it to where we are. Paul has come to this place where he's encouraging the Philippians, who he was very proud of, by the way. It was one of his favorite groups of people. And uh, if you could say that. He didn't have nearly as many many problems with the the Philippian churches as he did with the Corinthians or the Colossians. Here he was proud of these guys. They had gotten a hold of some revelation. And so it's natural that it might be his exhortation to this church who had accomplished so much to say, keep going. Keep going. Don't. Rest on your laurels or celebrate your laurels and, or your victories and, and kind of rest. You know, you might be at halftime in your life and you're thinking, well, man, God has done so much. I've accomplished so much. It's been a good time. It's been a, I've experienced wonderful things in God. And it's such a temptation for what, us to just want to take a break, you know? Take a break and just sit back. But often that's a time where we can lose ground. And I have found in the kingdom of God, we're never static. We're either moving forward or we're digressing. And so here's Paul saying, look, I've got goals, just like you got goals. And he said, and I'm telling you, I have not achieved all of those goals. And he says, but when it comes to those goals, I'm not going to get discouraged. But I'm going to continue to press on. I don't know when God's going to make some of these things happen. I don't know how God's going to make some of these things happen. I just know that he's going to. And so I'm going to press on. And he says, to press on for that which Christ Jesus took a hold of me. So he ties it into the thought that, hey, if God saved me, if he filled my heart and my mind with truth and with an understanding of the kingdom of God and a grander scheme of what's taking place in the universe and that God's going to wrap all this up, if, if he did that for me, then, I'm, then I know he's got something planned. If I'm still breathing in and out today, then he's got something more, amen? It's not We're not here without a purpose. We're here with a purpose. And he says, I'm going to get a hold of that. I'm going to keep pressing toward that. So how do we do this? How do we press forward? How do we keep moving forward? Well, Paul gave us some heart prep, and I want to start there first. Your heart has to be right. Anything that we do, our heart has to be in tune with what the goals are. Okay? We've all been there We've all either personally experienced getting into a situation where we know we've got a uh, uh, half-hearted, you know, passion or we're not we're, we're not excited about doing what's ahead of us. And as a result, we don't give it our best try, do we? You've seen other people. Maybe you've been a manager or you've seen someone in your home or or friend or someone that you've observed or even maybe your football team this past weekend. I don't know. But when there is that sense that your heart's not in it, you don't, you don't live, you don't play, you don't exert with your full passion. You don't give it your all, as they say. So how do we get there? Well, it's got to begin on the inside, doesn't it? It comes from passion. It comes from heart focus. And Paul's telling us here, he's giving us an idea of how he himself gets there. So let's look at it. Number one, you've got to have a humble attitude. You've got to be humble. We know that Scripture tells us that God gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud, right? He resists them, but he gives grace to the humble. And that's the way Paul start, starts here. He says, I haven't obtained all my goals yet. He's being honest with us, isn't he? And honesty is key and the beginning of humility. It's being honest. It's, it's When we look at this next year, we should begin with this understanding that, okay, this is what I've obtained, and this is not what I've obtained. And knowing what you haven't obtained is as as much important, you know, as, as important right now as it is anything that you will be self-aware. I mean, that you will discover. Right now, obtaining your goals comes through the doorway of humility, self-awareness, understanding where you are. And that's what Paul's saying here. He's saying, look, I've experienced some wonderful things, some powerful things. I've planted... Churches among the gentiles for crying out loud but i've yet to experience all that god has for me so we need to have this thought on the inside right now and that is what i need to keep growing okay so coming into this year that's that's a hard attitude we've got to have is a humility an understanding of where you are to to, to again be self aware, where do I stand in God's great scheme of things? To humble ourselves now, not and I'm and, and, and you know, a lot of times, what we can do with this is we look at our, our past year or the things that we've not accomplished and we get discouraged, we feel condemned, we feel like, well, it's never gonna happen. No, 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 that's the wrong attitude, that's condemnation, humility is looking at ourselves as Paul says there in Romans chapter 12 with a sober judgment. Okay? It's a it's a good thing. And that's why we're beginning the year with prayer and fasting by the way. Okay? You would think that you'd begin as so many people do with partying there in New York, you know, in Times Square, having a big party, yay, we're excited about the next year. And that's good. I'm you know, not raining on the parade at all. But what we feel like, and what we're getting from what Paul is saying, is that really we should begin this year with humility. We should begin this year with reflection. And so that's why we're going to take the first 21 days of this year, well, not actually the first 21, but you know, starting today, the next 21 days, of really taking time to pray, to seek the Lord, to fast, get some Bible in us, To get our spirit wide open so that we can hear what God is speaking to us. To get, because what we're going to find out is that often the way why we miss our goals is because we've not allowed God really to be a part of those goals. And we haven't even decided, are those even God goals? And so we're going to discover that. So beginning with humility is what Paul is telling us he's doing. Number two, he's putting his confidence where? In God. Not in our own abilities. Not in what we hope to accomplish this coming year, whether it be financially, whether it be you know, losing weight, putting out some more muscle, doing this, doing that. We can all just say that, you know, I am going to do this this coming year. and We all say that, don't we? But what we really need to be saying is, this is what I am hoping God does in me this year. That's a proper way to go about it. A lot of times we don't achieve our goals because what we don't ask god and that's what jesus said he says you have not because you don't ask who you don't ask god we don't let god be a part of the, our goals in our life we don't we don't invite him in and say god what do you want to do with me in this next year and then once we get in tune with that and we hear god speaking to us we can write those things down which it's important to do and then just lay them before him and say god no ask you to give me a plan going to help me accomplish these things in you and in your strength and that's important that's what paul is telling us here he says i press on to take hold of the things i want to do not what he said he says i press on to take hold of christ's goals for me that which he has taken hold of me if he's got you which he does you're here today I'm making an assumption that you're here today because you want to begin your new year in the fear of the Lord. You want to begin your life in this year recognizing God as the Lord of your life and that he's fully a part. He, he, He is your life, okay? And if that is true, then look, Christ has some goals for you. And that's what we need to press on to take hold of. Now, is that a little frightening? Sure it is, because it definitely means that you drop what you got in your hand and you pick up what God wants to put in your hand. And who knows what all that might be and so many lives that are represented here this morning, but the, the, the goal here is, and what, 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 what Paul is communicating to us is that he has a humble attitude and that he's putting his confidence in God when it comes to his life goals. And this faith is expressed. He's communicating this, and he says, I'm going to move forward, but I'm moving forward in the things that God shows me to do. Thirdly, he says, I've got to forget the past. I've got to forget the past. We've learned in this last year, in the last several months, that our failures do not define us, amen? And when we look at 2015, it's very interesting, you know, it, it would be very Um, uh, common for all of us to be thinking about what we didn't accomplish. It would be, you know, something that we'd all struggle with to say, well, yeah, this was a big bolo here. And and i tell you what, this was a challenging year for my family as well. Andrew and I were were just thinking about 2015. We're saying, man, we're so glad that one is in the books. We're grateful for all the things that God did in us through it. But, man, we didn't always handle those challenges right. We don't, do we? But God brings us to those places so that we will find him, find those streams in the desert, find him, find his wisdom. And, uh, and I'll share some of these things later on this month about some of those revelations that, that I experienced that I'm really excited about sharing with you. But right now, for us to move forward, Paul's saying, look, you've got to forget about the past. You've got to so celebrate the successes. And that's easier for some than others, depending on your personality." If you're a sanguine, you're a choleric personality, you're just like, yeah, man, let's move forward, let's do this, let's challenge it, take over the world, and then you've got your melancholies and flags who are a little more like, yeah, well, you celebrate that, I'm a realist. I know what I'm capable and what I'm not capable of, and that's not always the language of faith, is it? It's not. Sometimes you need a realist in your life, but more often than not, we need positive influence. And one of the one way is to get, to, to get a, <clears throat> a more positive heart, to get a, a more positive focus when you're thinking about the future is to do what Paul says here. Forget about the past. It's done. You've got to move on and look forward to God doing more in your life. But, and that might be the, rev, the very revelation that's going to help you move forward. And that is to say, you know what? I didn't trust God as much as I should have in this past year. And that's why I didn't accomplish as many things as I had hoped to accomplish. But that's okay. If anything, I am going to trust more in God in this coming coming year. You know, when we think of here at Valley, we added a third service, and we've grown. Um, We had our expand projects. We had lots of wonderful things that we were able to accomplish this past year. And we did all of this without debt, and I'm so grateful for that. And uh, it's because of the generosity of the folks that, that laid in and helped us do that. So we raised over $50,000 over the past year to check off our needs. And what, what I'm so excited about is that we, again, we did that without debt and we just we laid these things before the Lord. And I wanted to really kind of show that to you for, as an example, to be honest with you. Because a lot of times we do think about our goals personally, they might be financially. And, you know, when it comes to the things that can really help us or completely derail us, money's got to be on the top of the list there, if we'll be honest. If we'll really be honest with ourselves, which is why Paul or Jesus talked about money a lot. But when it comes to goals and things like that, we really need to put our hope and trust in God and do it his way. And let him lead us in negotiating the challenges of this life and to give us all we need to be able to check them off and so I'm very excited about that that what we experienced as as a whole and then also in our personal lives There are certain things when you just pound that stake into the ground and saying I'll never do this I'll always do it this way in God's way then you can move forward you can move forward, and you learn but not all of us made the best decisions in the past. We've got to move past them. This is, not a, this is not a sermon about beating us up about that. This is not, we don't start the year saying, okay, let's bring all of our, you know, our sinful debts, so to speak, and laying up, no, no, no. We put those in the past and we leave them in God's hands. That's what Paul did. And then fourthly, he was looking forward. And he used this word that I'm going to expand on more. He said, straining forward straining forward. He says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Mm. When he says that, that tells me that that's going to be a bit of a struggle. In other words, it's not going to be an easy thing. And it's going to take more than just saying, well, I'm going to stumble into 2016 and hope it all just works out. Mm -mm. This is where we've got to get involved. This is where, this is a great time over these next 21 days to strain, to do some straining. Well, I'll get to that. But that's what Paul said he did. He says, I'm straining forward to what God has for me this year. And, of course, he's talking about a good portion of this. He's saying, I'm straining straining forward to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He brings heaven in there, which I love. And that is, no matter what happens over this past year, heaven is always waiting for you as a prize. And, you know, depending on how you look at that, I think as Americans, we've lost sight of that. We don't always, when we read our Bibles, we don't see heaven. It doesn't stand out to us. That was not always so. In times of war, in times of struggle, in times of real disaster, heaven is a reward that everybody understands. When there's a death in the family, when there's a struggle, when we see these kind of things, heaven stands off the page to us. And that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, look, I'm going to live this life, and I'm going to forget what is behind. I'm going to strain toward what God has gotten a hold of me for. And regardless of anything, um, heaven is waiting for me. So looking forward is what he did. Now, how do we strain forward? I'm going to share some things with you that it's more specific that we can do as a church family. Because, because again, straining forward speaks of energy. It speaks of focus. Focus. It speaks of hard work with sweat. And we have to do that, okay? I think a lot of times as Christians, we get the greasy grace, or we think we can just let God carry us along. And all those, you know, it's like soaring above everything with the wings of eagles. And I love that image just like you do, where you just stick your wings out and let God just carry me over. But every once in a while, you've got to flap those wings. You know, every once in a while, you've got to, Keep yourself into the current. You've got to pull yourself out of the downdraft and get yourself back into the updraft. And that takes some energy. It takes some focus. Can't Just close your eyes in life and just let it carry you because there's a lot of other streams. Amen? A lot of other things that want to take us. So how do we get there? How do we strain? Well, this is what we're going to do here at Valley. And this is what I encourage you to do. Okay? So this is very specific advice. First of all, you've got to become a part of a church family, okay? You know, often I know it as a culture. I know it is experience for many to live in the in-between. If you don't understand what family is, it's hard to, under, you know, it's hard to commit to something like that. And, you know, I don't always like to use the word family when it comes to the local church because that can get a little weird, right? You know, a little cultic, kind of strange. And Welcome to the family, You know, no, 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 we don't do that, all right? No, we don't have family with a capital F, all right? No, it's just a family. And in a family comes some wonderful gifts. There comes some wonderful benefits. There comes security and a covering that comes. See, we talk about membership. I hate the word. I wish we could come up with a different word, but it's the only one that we have at this point. But membership is not just putting your name on a list. But when you become a part of Valley Community Church, you're going to be prayed for. You're going to be covered by the church for which Jesus died. See, I think a lot of people get into, I, I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ, You know, I, you know the, the universal church. And that's true. But Paul gave his life for setting up local churches, my friends. He understood that there had to be an expression in a community. There had to be a place where people came together and shared their lives. It had to be a place. It was, there was so much of the development of who we were as Christians that was going to come through the body. Paul was all into that in the book of Ephesians and other places. And I know, as you know, we read in different places, or I've heard talk to people that at times have been disappointed by A church family I understand that that does happen from time to time but all I can say to that is look keep looking find you the right family we believe we got a good one and so if you're kind of living in in you know with one foot in one area and one another then you really haven't come under you really are not in a place where you can you can you can get all that the family will provide so we do have a membership and we've worked really hard over this last year to help you understand what being a part of Valley is. And so how do you strain forward? Well, that's the first thing I would tell you to do is get yourself in the family. There is, I mean, there is such a wonderful feeling and connection when you're able to share your life. I mean, I've told, I've said this before, and I know we're filming this, but, and, and I'll say it again, that as a believer, I'm actually closer with some of you than I am with even my natural family. And you say, well, why would that be the case? Well, some of, sometimes we have natural family members who are not really kingdom people. Maybe you have a family member who doesn't even know the Lord. In that sense, you're not even the kind of family that we're really called to be. The thought of not spending eternity with it. If you know Jesus, guess what? We get to party together forever. So why are we waiting until then? Why can't we get to know one another and connect with one another and encourage one another and share hearts and let kind of open up our souls to one another and get into maybe a little more of those uncomfortable parts and those struggles, and we can really help each other get there, amen? I mean, we're not a church that's a permission withholding agency. We're not a place where we come to tell you that you're bad and we hope you turn out, you know? No, we're we're, we're a place we want to celebrate Jesus. We want to tell other people about Jesus. We all understand that we're in the same boat in need of change by Jesus. Period. (laughs) It's just that we've got to get busy telling others about it. I know, and you should know, that when we get home one day to heaven, he's going to ask us, what did you do with what I gave you? We could either bury it, right, or just hold on and hide it. Or we could say, no, man, I was a part of a vibrant church that had as one of its top goals is continuing to share the gospel with unbelievers, and I jumped in wherever I could. Amen? That's what we encourage you to do. That's how you can strain forward. You're going to be prayed for. You're going to be covered by a church for which Jesus died. We, we hold these classes every Sunday during the second service, I believe. And it's a great place to start by understanding what being a part of a church really means. And I'll be honest with you, that's the reason why I think so many people shy away from becoming a part of a local church as a family, is they don't really understand where their part is and how that plays out. We'll help you get there. Again, too many are confused as to what the church is supposed to be. And we have a vision that God has given to us and we're asking you to find your place in it. That's one way you can strain, strain forward. Secondly, fasting and prayer. Again, starts tonight at sundown, goes through uh, January 24th, and we encourage you to join us. And, you know, I'm, again, if you decide, no, nah, no, I don't want anything to be a part of that, that's fine. Nobody's going to condemn you. Nobody's going to make you feel bad. But I do want to challenge you, as a coach would challenge you as a life coach would challenge you, as your pastor would challenge you, look, we're giving you an opportunity. You know, it's one thing to fast alone, and I've done that many times. It's rough. I mean, I've sat in hotel rooms for weeks at a time, praying over certain things years ago. Man, that's rough. Fighting, praying, battling by yourself. And only a few people know what you're doing, and man, you're just... I mean, I've been in African nations where you just sitting out in your hotel room looking out and you're fasting and praying and, and, and the smell of burning trash is in the air and you just feel like, man, I'm alone and this is rough. But for the next 21 days, we're going to do this together. And so there's a grace that we share in together. We can look at one another and say, man, how are you doing? I oh, mean, I'm hanging in there. Hey, I'll be praying for you. What are you fasting? Well, this is what I feel like God has called me to do. So I, here's a chance to be a part of the family, be a part of the team, and experience what the team, I think there's a grace that comes in upon a church when we decide to do that together. And there's also answers to prayer that come as a result of the congregation coming in agreement in prayer. So you might have some things that you really need to bring before God to start your year. There's you know, goals that you have for yourself personally. If the areas of your life you need broken over your, your soul things that you just need an absolute miracle concerning. Fasting and prayer, big time. Jesus said that. Jesus said, hey, look, there are times, there are situations that only fasting and prayer can break. And he told the guys that. They're trying to cast this demon out of this guy. He said, look, this only comes out through fasting and prayer. So he wasn't discounting fasting and prayer at all. He was encouraging. He said, Matter of fact, he said, you're going to fast and pray more when I go on to be with the Father. And so that should be a spiritual discipline for us. So we're going to do this together. So here's some ideas. You can do a full water fast for 21 days. You can do that. Uh, I've done that several times. And when it comes, I would suggest that kind of fast if you have a major, major breakthrough that you need in your life, a major life decision, something going on inside you, and you can say, man, People die after 21 days. What are you talking about? No, you're not going to die. Maybe a day or two after that, but I'm saying 21 days, you can make it. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I've actually fasted for 30 days. And, you know, now if you, I mean, if you're, if you need to gain some weight and you're super skinny, you might want to rethink that one. But for people like me, man, I'm good for probably 40 or 50 days. But you can do that, and I'm telling you, it's a very, very powerful fast. You can supplement that with uh, you know, vitamins or different things. You can do that if you want, and, and if you feel called. But I'm asking you is to consider and pray about these things. Secondly, there's a Daniel fast, and that's no meats or sweets. It's typically vegetables and whole grains with lots of water, so no juice, no fruits, just the simple fare but cutting out all snacks, nothing processed, that's a great fast, by the way. Excellent fast. And then thirdly, a partial fast, and that's skipping one or two meals a day, you know, but all but it's important that you what the meal that you skip on that particular day that you take time instead of eating on that day that you pray. Okay? And that's we're going to open up the building at 6:30 in the morning, 12 noon and what, what did they say up on there? Did Devin give us our time? He probably didn't. We're, 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 we got our times messed up. We'd like to open the building in the evenings as well, 6 or 6.30. We're going to start with 6 because that's what we've been trying to, do, to work out. And uh, so we're going to have three times where the building is open here. Where you can come and you can pray during that meal, which would be excellent. And that's, that's really more important than the actually going without food, all right? So don't, fasting without prayer is just going without food you got to pray during that time, too. Okay? And then, number four, a combination of the first three over the next 21 days. So you can say, well, look, I'm going to do a Daniel for the first week. I'm going to do skipping meals in the second week. The third one, I think I'm going to try going water only. You know? So pray about that. Think about that. Now, there are other things that you can do during, uh, during fasts, and I encourage you to do that as well, because... You know, you don't want it to say, look, I'm going to go without food for 21 days and drink only water, and I'm going to stack up all the movies I've ever wanted to see and just watch them. I'm going to go on a 21-day binge of movies. (laughs) Oh, man, don't do that. Not a good idea. Take those times, because look, part of the goal of fasting and prayer is to get before God and quiet your soul. When you shut down the whole hunger of the physical body you will be surprised you've never done this before what happens is your spirit actually becomes more focused your spirit becomes you'll be aware of more of what's going on in your spirit a lot of times because we're dealing with physical things all the time that it's a challenge And our our soul and our body are so demanding that our spirit gets very little attention but when you quiet the soul and you quiet the body, you'll be amazed at what can actually go on, what you will hear from God that God has been trying to get to hear you, I mean, to get through to you. And so it's an excellent time when you need a word from God to quiet your body, quiet your soul, so that you can just sit there and, with your Bible and you're just saying, Lord, I, I'm just praying over these next 21 days for, an, for a breakthrough in this area. And you write down, you highlight some verses that you feel like are... are, are you know, connected to that issue, man. I'll tell you what, I've had children born as a result of fasting and prayer. You're not gonna believe me, but it's true. I really believe that Benjamin, my third, my second son, is here as a result of fasting and prayer. Absolutely. My wife told me I want another child. And I said, Okay. And we couldn't have another one. And so I went to God and I said, Okay, what's the deal? Fasted in prayer. Fasting in prayer, and of course, there he is now. No, he wasn't in the Geico commercial, in case you were wondering. But anyway, uh, that was not him. So, other things you can fast social media blackout. Man, I believe that's a good one. That's as a family that we're going after that. Shut down the Facebook, turn off the Twitter, Instagram. No more pictures taken. Just chill out, no more selfies. We all know you're beautiful. We know what your favorite restaurant is. We all know what's going on there. We don't need to know for 21 days, okay? Give us a break. No, I'm just kidding. Snapchat. I want to talk about Snapchat just real quick, only because my kids have caught me up to date on that. Look, that, there are certain one of, some of these social media things that are really not good for your young people. Not good at all. There are opportunities for them to think that they can do something in hiding, um, and will cause people to stumble especially young girls okay there's a real epidemic of that and so i encourage you as a parent to sit down with your children not only do this just for 21 days but for the rest of their life pinterest other social media and things like that i think we spend far too much time on our phones and our computers you know a guy walked off a cliff the other day because he was looking at his phone yeah 60 foot drop in california Hey, man, what's going on on in Instagram? Hey, like, selfie, blah, dead. I, in, and you know, I read this as a statistic. I don't know if you knew this, Dr. Brian, but emergency rooms, there's a huge increase of injuries as a result of people on their cell phones, just going down the road, walking into traffic, things like that. Can we take 21 days to turn a lot of that off? That might be a wonderful fast for you. Some people are saying, "Well, man, I don't even own one of those. I'm good to go." Well, then maybe you should fast something else because you're on the television all the time. <laughs> don't be tell- don't be ha- you know hammering on these poor young people who spend you know. It's like the person sitting there reading their magazine and their and their newspaper, saying, "Man, put that phone down." Well, I will if you put your newspaper down. Get rid of that USA Today. Plank in the eye. Okay. Uh, television. Turn that thing off. Uh, online gaming. You know, I know a lot of the, uh, young people may have gotten an Xbox or a PS4 or whatever, all this stuff that's out there. They just got their new games. Well, I know that's going to be a challenge, but maybe that's a very, very good thing for them to just take a break. And may not have to do it for the whole 21 days, but maybe take a couple of days and to say, you know, on that day, as a family, we're not doing any of that. Tonight, we're going to sit and we're going to read the Bible and turn all the electronic things off. Maybe it's important that you just sit and have a game night or something, or, or that you just sit and, you know, as we say, sharing guts, you know, getting caught up. I don't know, 21 days, can we do it? And reading, and reading only, maybe you can say, I'm going to only read one book for the next 21 days, and that's the Bible, which is why we have the reading plan here, okay? So put some books down. And again, I, I would encourage you, if you're going to read your Bible, uh, and, and maybe this is a new thing, don't read it on your phone, okay? Because that's just way too tempting to, next thing you know, oh man, what's going on there? You know? <laughs> Turn it off. Now, the another thing we're going to do is, and um, I thank Caroline for this idea, is to have, we're going to play War Room, the movie, here at Valley on January 15th. That's a Friday night. Unfortunately, there'll be no popcorn or sodas, okay? But just come on out. We'll watch the movie together and uh, get, get a good boost in the middle of our prayer time in the area of prayer, fasting, seeking God, looking for miraculous breakthroughs. Amen? It will be a wonderful time, and we can do that together. A third thing that we can do to strain forward is read through our Bible. I know I've said that already, but. We're going to provide this tracking sheet, but man, we need more Bible in this for the next year, folks. I'm very excited about what this means. My family's excited. We're all on this. And uh so I encourage you to grab this, okay? Follow it, check off the box, you can stay. There's so many people who have never read through the Bible before. And matter of fact, as a whole, the statistics show that Christians are sadly lacking in biblical knowledge. We can't make good decisions when it comes to our life. We can't make good decisions when it comes to what we are doing and who we're hanging with and how we're praying without Bible in us, folks. Gotta get more of this in us. And so we wanna help you. And that's a way you can strain forward, is get more Bible in you. Okay? Life groups. Make it a point to join one. This very month we're gonna do our life group blitz. You know, you cannot live on an island. And so many of us do that we feel like we can disconnect and that we can have these platonic relationships. We can have these relationships with people that we just see. For guys, look, we've got men of action groups. We've got women of action groups now. Very excited about that. We have all kinds of offerings that we will be giving to you. So I I encourage you to jump on board. Get in there. Join a life group. Fifthly. We have an ATK coming up in February, Advancing the Kingdom Celebration. We do these about every year and a half. It's been, uh, we had Expand the last time we did this, but this is going, going back to our outward focus. The Expand was to fix some things around here. We're going back to our ATK in February 25th to the 28th. This is going to be your chance to participate in kingdom advancement. Okay. You know Wars are not won by having a portion of, a, of the army disengaged. And this is serious business. We know that. We see it. We read it in the news. What's going on out there is a battle. Christians are not really going through a good time as as far as the globe is concerned right now, folks. as, As far as martyrdom and the amount of persecution that Christians have experienced over the last several years has increased exponentially. So we need to get in the game. We need to fight. We need to see healthy churches. We need to be praying for our brothers and sisters around the world. And so with our ATK, we're going to get behind those that are partners with us. We've got missionaries. We've got local ministries. We've got church planters that we want to bring here and get behind them, okay? Why reinvent the wheel? We're going to get on board with some of the folks that are doing these things, again, in our local community, and we're going to help them. By doing two things, we're going to raise some money to help them with some projects they have, and then two, we're going to volunteer some of our time. We're going to find out what those projects are, so we're going to have a faith commitment offering, and then we're going to have a life commitment service. And the life commitment service is all about saying, okay, this is how I want to help that ministry, more than just giving a few bucks or giving whatever we choose to give, but to say, look, I will show up that time when you do this, when you have this outreach, when you do this or that. We'll give you all those details when it comes. That's another way we can strain forward, folks. You know, if two can put, you know, the, you know one can put to flight two or three, two can put to flight 10,000, what can 450 people do if we really put our hearts together? I love Psalm 91, verse seven, for that reason. Man, can we do some powerful things if we just come together in unity over it? Sixth, faithful, to come on Sunday mornings. And I'm so grateful. Man, we got into that first song, man. We were looking around, man. We had about three or four here, and I was like, man, Lord, help us. (laughs) Not a great way to start the year. (laughs) Andrea's up here playing. How you doing, Hugh? Good to see you this morning. So I'm I'm glad you're all here today. Hallelujah. Starting our year strong. But folks, over the course of this next year, Let's make it a point to celebrate together more often. You know, we often kind of look at Sundays as just being something that um, is optional. And I'm not going to say this in the way of control in any way, shape, or form, but this should be a goal of yours, to have more fellowship in your life, have more worship in your life, have more corporate worship, hearing the Word of God more often. You know, I pray very diligently over the messages that I share, and when we do um, series, you know, that there are times when I'm so full of, 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 of a heart on something that I'm gonna share it over several weeks and that we don't always are not able to be consistent with that. And I know we got vacations, we got this, that, and the other thing. And if you can't come, man, get online, get that whole get the whole thing, you know, tagged on that. So that you will understand what it is that God is doing. See, as a family, it's important we know what the family is doing. Amen. And a lot of times when we get out of the habit of coming to church for a while, we walk in, it's like, man, we're kind of out of sync. We don't really know what's going on in the church. We don't get, And there, that lends itself to disconnection, which lends itself to a feeling of alienation, which lends itself to just not coming nearly as much. And that's not good. So we want to stop that downward trend. Strain against that tendency, okay? Strain against it. We have three services, and uh, you can... Have your choice, you know, even if you have to work that day, man, you can stop in here for an hour. We go about 70 minutes and get here and get you some time to connect and, and, and connect with God as well, okay? And then finally, to choose to be an energy giver this year, okay? And what I mean is, you know, we have a spirit that I really believe that resides over the United States, and it's kind of it's like a fog right now. And it's this narcissistic, not just being self-aware, but it's selfish, okay? And this thing can reside over a nation. It can reside over a people, and I think it's on us. And at times, we as Christians, we can come in and out of that. And a lot of times, we're influenced by the popular culture. Folks, you know, you, you and I are not called to be a part of this world. We're not. This is not our home. I mean, we're on loan from God. And basically, when we gave our lives to Jesus Christ... If we're all about heaven, we would just go to heaven, right? You've heard me say this before. It'd be just like, Jesus, come into my heart. I thank you. Amen. Ping, you're now in heaven, if we're all about heaven. But no, he has left us here so that we would continue to share with others what we've experienced. And we can, as a benefit, as a blessing, enjoy this life, this wonderful earth that he's given to us in the time that we have it, but please don't think this is the only heaven you're going to experience. Oh my gosh, the one that's coming is, going to, is it's going to make this earth pale in comparison to the wonder and the awesomeness that's coming in the life that we will have. Jesus shared that. Paul reinforcement. All the churches believed it. And we should too. And so what I want to say was being an energy gi- giver. You know, if you're feeling low A lot of times, that's what narcissism will do to us. Initially, we will feel like it's important for us to achieve our our own personal goals. But folks, when we focus on us all the time, that's all we see. And we lose a whole huge ability to understand Scripture because that's not what the Bible is about. The Bible is not a self-help book. It's a book about how you and I can get healthy so that we can be salt and light, so that we can change this world through being filled with the Spirit of God. And we can gather fruit for him, that for which he died, amen? So if you're feeling low, you're feeling unloved, you're underappreciated, you know, I've got one bit of advice for you. Start serving. Start using your gifts, encouraging people, loving people listening to people, reaching for people, sharing your life, and forgiving people. Because even the sweetest, cutest-looking dogs will bite sometimes, won't they? How you doing, honey? Prah! Way. I mean, human beings are just like that sometimes. You come up, hey, how are you doing today? <laughs> yeah. And we all know this is true look I got Aaron laughing <laughs> I love daddy Aaron uh, watch those seeds of what I've just shared we burst into a much more spirit filled life a joyful soul and a healthy body I guarantee it I guarantee that as you strain forward over this next year and let me just Remind us of what we want you to do. What, what I'm encouraging you to do is become a part of a church family. If you're not already a member here, get an on in, man. Don't play. Number two, get into fasting and prayer this 20, next 21 days, beginning tonight. Okay? Go out there and enjoy a nice meal. Don't kill yourself for lunch. <laughs> then tonight, start whatever God places in your heart, but pray. Give it serious uh, consideration. Okay? Don't forget about our movie night, January 15th. We'll remind you. Read through your Bible this coming year. Get a card. Get into it. The Word is a lamp unto our feet, right? A light unto our path. I can't imagine living, light without, living life without a light in front of where I'm going. And the Word of God is that to us. Get involved in a life group coming up this month. We have an ATK in February. Mark it in your calendar. Make sure you come to as many of those events. It's all family-oriented, a lot of fun faithful on Sundays, and then finally, to choose to be an energy giver. And that one I want to end on, okay? Because a lot of times what our goal is is to say, you know, I want to connect with more people so that I can get. We turn on the vacuum cleaner, right, and it's whoop. We want to suck other people dry. That's not the goal. It should never be your goal. What you should do is feed others, love others, give, 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 and watch God take care of you. Watch God care for you. Don't put your hope in man or the strength of, of people. Don't you put your hope in me as a pastor. Put your hope in Jesus Christ as your pastor. He's your shepherd. My goal is just to get up here and just say, hey, look, don't forget about him. He is your life. And he sent your, his Holy Spirit to interact and make all that rea- re- reality. And then finally, you know, to choose to say, over this next year, I want to touch more people. Amen? And as a result of choosing to do that, watch God take care of more of your needs. Amen? Amen.